it's been a long time since I had something to say. I told you what was going on, then I went away. Now it's been about a year, so I'm coming back to remind y'all what's going on here. Everything I said turned out to be true. All the liars in the media, the gaslighting you. There never really was a real pandemic, or there would have been people pushing wheelbarrows. Dead people in the streets piled up to here. Dropping dead faster than we could conceive. Bodies piled up like the Spanish flu, but it wasn't like that, because they're lying to you. It's time to be awakening. Turns out there were no more deaths in 2020 than in previous years, counting all the other causes. They just moved the deaths from all the other columns, like flu and pneumonia. You know what they call them? They call them COVID deaths. They inflated the numbers to make us all afraid. Separate your families to make us feel sad. Isolate your children to make them feel bad. Terrify them, then deny them basic human dignities they rely on. Human touch, smiling face, fresh air to breathe a wide open space. Slap a mask on your little kid's face. Staph infection all over the place. Why can't people see the fear they're in? This shit is straight up Luciferian. Shit. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Evan J live stream. This is your host, Evan J. Let me see if I can... Copy that face. I just made that like three minutes ago. Um, I'm your host, Evan J. It is a pleasure to be with you today. It's Friday, September 17th, 2021. We are in episode 76 already. I can't believe how fast these episodes wrap up when you do them Monday through Friday. Um, Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific. And let me do some housekeeping announcements right at the top, and then I will launch right into today's episode, which is called um, Vaccine Boot Camp. It's COVID-19 Vaccine Boot Camp. Today, I'm going to run you through basically everything you need to know that they're not telling you about these vaccines. We're going to start on the vaccine mandates. We're going to look at some ways that people are pushing back in different places, both in and outside of the United States. We're going to look at the spike proteins again in the shots and kind of continue to wake the people that it is not what they're telling you. It's not that you're getting vaccinated and somehow these breakthrough infections or these variants are coming and you're getting sick from those things. You're getting sick from the spike proteins in the shots. The shots are causing the illness whether you're getting the spike proteins injected right into you or whether you get the mRNA that makes your body produce the spike proteins, it's the spikes themselves, not even the virus as much that's causing all these damages. So I've been going through that. I'm going to continue to do that kind of on the daily because I got new people coming on the daily. I want to welcome you no matter what platform you're coming from. Let me show you the best way to find me and stay in touch with me. We're looking at my website here, which is eventalks.com, okay? I built it myself, you can tell, because it is very simple and rudimentary, okay? The whole point is to make it easy to get on my email list, easy to watch the live stream, and easy to join the live chat. So let me tell you, right at the top of the site, eventalks.com, 
you'll see my email sign up list. You just put your name and email and you click that sign me up button. I'll send you an email every day, usually around midnight actually, by the time I get everything together. The replays are uploaded to Rumble and BitChute if it works. Yesterday I showed you inside my BitChute dashboard and all of the problems I've had with uploading. Like half my videos aren't processing there. So Rumble is um, reliable for now. <laughs> and that's where I'm posting all my replays. So when I send out my email every night, I let you know where you can watch the replay from that day. Let me tell you, um, I'm restreaming out from restream.io. Okay, here's my restream dashboard right here. And you can see right at the top in the Facebook, um, both for my profile and my page where it says sending data, but nothing's happening. That's because I'm banned on Facebook for a month from posting live videos to Facebook because they didn't like a post I made like a year ago where I compared um, ISIS soldiers and Taliban destroying sacred art statues in the Iraqi museums to Antifa BLM thugs knocking down statues all over America. And I put them side by side and I made a commentary about how there's not much difference between these two type of mentalities, the type of people that like to go destroy art and history. And um, I got taken off Facebook for that. Apparently you can't, uh, can't criticize the Taliban and you can't criticize Antifa. Um, hey, what's up, Cubella? Um, I'm glad you're here. So um, are you, it looks like you're chatting from Twitch. So um, let me go back to my website and show you why we're on Twitch. I know you told me on Twitter. It's good to connect with you, by the way, on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Real Evan Talks. And my shows are streaming there, but I'm shadow banned on all these legacy platforms. So Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. I'm really happy to be streaming to LinkedIn, but I'm getting a lot of reports that every time I talk about the vaccines, Dr. Zelenko, the natural protocols, the dangers to children, any of these things, um, it <laughs> gets censored like live. They just censor me live. Um, so what I have here, I'm permanently banned on YouTube. I used to have the YouTube embedded here. So Twitch seems to be, I know the Twitch platform itself, I don't love it that much either. I never go onto Twitch and engage with people there. Um, it's very busy and the same thing kind of with DLive. Um, but Twitch is the easiest of these um, platforms that actually gives me an embed code and lets me use the embed code. So you can see here on my website, you can watch and you can chat right from eventalks.com. It's a very clean interface just a white background. It's very easy to see the show and to do the chat. Um, looks like Greg's here too. What is up, Greg? So that's it. And then you scroll down the site. You can get to my Rumble. You can get to my BitChute. Um, you can get to my Subscribestar, which is new. Um, but let me get into the show today. It's Friday. There is so much to talk about, okay? And I want to cover... The vaccines, in a, in a way that's kind of comprehensive, I have been diving into different areas of the vax and the spike proteins and all these different things. And now what I'm trying to do in the next coming days of the show, like next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, and today, I'm starting to piece together narratives that are 
what I see as what is possibly happening or most likely happening based on all the indicators we can see, looking at everything they're telling us and holding it up against all the things that don't make sense. So you can discount things that they're telling us as lies. We can find other sources of information where they throw up smoke screens and try to tell us that, you know, don't believe what your lion eyes are telling you, believe what we tell you instead. It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, like, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. You know what I mean? And uh, I think I even have that <laughs> clip loaded up for today. So I'm going to take you through a bunch of the false narratives, a bunch of what I think is really happening. Okay. I'm going to tell you about the spike protein and what it does and how to kind of protect from it. And then I'm going to show you some data. That's the latest data on the damage and death caused by these shots that are being mandated unlawfully so that the more aware you are, and when I say you, I mean everyone who's watching the show now or finding it later, okay? Especially if we've connected on other platforms and you guys who are here right now, the two of you at least, um, I know you're hip on all this stuff and you know all this stuff. So thank you for being here to support my efforts to try and get this out to more people. Um, and then I'm going to show you that the CDC and the FDA, they knew everything that was going to happen with these shots. And I'm going to show you proof of that. Um, now, keep in mind, everything you're going to see today, I have already presented on previous episodes and weeks of the show. But I'm, uh, hey, Don, what's up? So I'm trying to put it together and make it more concise and keep kind of serving it up in different ways so that my messaging gets more clear. People who keep coming to the show and finding it new, um, you know, I don't have to say, go back and watch the first 76 episodes and catch up. I can try to pull stuff from previous episodes and keep kind of serving it up in new ways so that we get smarter, more intelligent, more informed every day that we go through, okay? And then what else is coming up today? Um, I'm going to show you some more information that shows you how the hospitals are lying, how the fake numbers were cooked up to cause fear. And the whole point of this show is to take everyone down a few steps off the fear so that when we're not being driven by fear, then we can make way better decisions. We can see more clearly, we can breathe, we can think and make better decisions. And that's the whole point of where we're coming from today, okay? And then I'm gonna show you some data and some indicators that show that it's possible whether you believe in quote unquote conspiracy theories or you wanna think the best of the government and these global organizations and you wanna think that everything they're telling us is actually trying to help us, I'm gonna show you some indicators near the end of the show that point me in the opposite direction, that if they were really trying to help us why would they, and then fill in the blank with a bunch of stuff that they're doing that it seems like people only do when they're trying to bully you and they're trying to hurt you and they're trying to make you do something that you don't want to do, that you don't need and that's not even good for you and they're using threats and they're using all kinds of discrimination and stuff like that. So at the end of the show, we're going to pull that together 
and kind of make a hypothesis that we can all sit on over the weekend. And then on Monday, we can come back and look at the mind map that I'm going to make over the weekend. And it'll be mind map Monday and we'll start the week and I'll show you what I think is the landscape that we're dealing with, okay? So I hope that works for you guys. Let's just jump in there and see what we're looking at today, okay? Um, first, I wanna show you a 30-second video. I'm gonna give you an F-bomb warning. I always like it when other people drop the F-bombs before I start dropping them. And so I think you're gonna enjoy this one. What's up, B to the G Esquires here, BG. All right, now we can start the show. Now I'm totally stoked, okay? My favorite people are here. Okay, so let's go. Some of my favorite people. Okay, so watch this. This is a, um, a person talking to fake President Biden about these vaccine mandates, okay? So I got to work this morning, and of course you see where I'm at, at work. And I was told that um, Mr. Biden had made an announcement last week. I told him, I know, I'm ready to go home. And so is my staff. We feed 200 college students a day. Good luck trying to do that without us. We're trained professionals. Joe Biden, go fuck yourself. Because we're fucking sick of it and we're done. All right. <laughs> Wasn't that a good one? <laughs> I love that. I don't know what school she's at. Um, looks like Jane is here too. What's up, Jane? Um, I hope you're doing well. This is great. Okay, so what I like about this video we just watched is the energy is really coming through. And I would call her the average American at this point and say I think the average American is fed up with these vaccine mandates that are starting to be pushed and they're starting to speak up and they're ready to walk off their jobs. And um, that's important, okay? Nobody should have to lose a job. But look, a job is important. It puts food on our table, it pays our bills. But jobs come and go. We only get life this one time through, right? If you believe in reincarnation, that's fine. Even if you get reincarnated, it's only one out of tens of thousands of you that are gonna have memories of your past lives. So you effectively get one time through each time. You see what I'm saying? So whether you get one time and then you have to get, um, go see the adjuster, <laughs> that's Jesus, or whether you believe you come back again and again and again and whatever, okay? And it's a consciousness trip or whatever. Um, either way, is it worth it to stick this needle in your arm because your boss tells you that you can't keep coming to work. It's probably a job you don't really love that much anyway. Most people don't love their jobs. And is it worth it? I would say, no, it's not. And this person's saying, no, it's not. And she has 200 or college students she feeds every day. And her entire staff effectively said they're not willing to do it either. So good on them. That's awesome. Um, what's coming up next? So meanwhile, in Canada, coming out of LifeSite News, you have an article that thousands of healthcare workers in Alberta have banded together to fight the government vaccine mandates. And they say we are vaccinated and unvaccinated healthcare professionals from multiple disciplines standing together against the Alberta Health Services COVID vaccine mandate. And so that's what's happening in Canada. And so it's great. People are pushing back and 
Yesterday, we covered that there's going to be a big healthcare crisis because a lot of healthcare professionals are either getting sick and dying from the vaccines they're being forced to take, or they're saying, fuck no, I'm not going to take those vaccines. Take your job and stick it up your ass. Okay. And that is going to cause a massive collapse in the healthcare so that the hospitals are reporting that they're short on beds and that they don't have enough room for their COVID patients. And when you look under the hood, you realize that they're lying. There's a lot of people in the hospital that have nothing to do with COVID. And I'll show you a video. I've been showing it every day. I'm going to show it again today of hospital staffers caught lying in a meeting about how they can lie to people because they don't have enough COVID patients to scare the public into getting the vaccines. So they're thinking about how they can lie and tell us that if we don't get the vaccines, we're going to die because they have all these hospitalized people that they're going to call COVID patients, even though they're like, most of them are recovered. But the guy's like, well, technically we could still call them COVID patients, even though they're recovered because they came in with COVID. It's like, and he's like, you know, we could talk offline about how to take this up to marketing. Um, And so, yeah, they don't have enough people working to cover the beds. And so they say there's a shortage and the fake news makes it spin. So like people get scared that there's all these COVID people stacked up in the hospital dying. Okay. And that's obviously not happening. Okay. So um, now, meanwhile, back in America, this is good news. It's coming out of the Western Journal. The first state lawsuit against Biden's vaccine mandates has officially been filed. Okay. And, um, this is attorney general Mark Brinovich in Arizona filed a lawsuit against the Biden regime on Tuesday over fake president Joe Biden's six pronged plan to combat COVID-19 that affects over hundred million Americans. I wouldn't even read it that way. It is not his six pronged plan to combat COVID-19. It's his six pronged plan to bully a needle into the arm of every American against their will. It has nothing to do with combating any kind of virus, nothing, okay? So um, anyway, it's a 15 page lawsuit. There's a bunch of Republican governors that um, that are joining or filing their own lawsuits. And so I think this is gonna be really interesting because there's obviously courts, even like Amy Coney Barrett in the Supreme Court is, I was always concerned about her when they appointed her because she's always upheld vaccine mandates as being somehow, so look, when there's a constitutional issue, there's a, there has to be a fundamental state interest, fundamental government interest that outweighs the independent rights of the individual. So you got individual rights and then you have the collective. And then if the fundamental state interest overweighs the individual's rights, uh, you know, by the court's decision, they say that it could be constitutional, okay? Um, So, um, Jane, remind me at the end if I have time that um, I can show that video. I I don't like to show things I've never seen before. I trust you, but I have a huge slate today of stuff that I want to bring. So Jane just put in a funny video link. And so if we have time at the end, I'd be happy to show that, actually. Let me just try to run through and, and be cohesive because I tend to run all over the map and I want to be cohesive for everybody who's watching um, with this information. So also in America, so you've got some lawsuits starting to be filed. You've got 
employees that are pushing back, thankfully, and saying, no, we're not going to take it. And some of them are saying, we're not even going to quit. You have to fire us and give us a termination letter. And that's what I recommend um, because you have to force them to take that unlawful action to preserve your rights to sue them for unlawful termination. Okay, And then whether or not you end up in a court that's corrupt and that's going to uphold an unconstitutional mandate and call it constitutional, that might indeed happen in several places. It might even happen in the Supreme Court, but we have to play that through. We have to see how that goes. Because remember in the discrimination era in Jim Crow, you had the Supreme Court upheld the unlawful discrimination against black people. And they said separate but equal was an okay standard to have. And so it's the same people that are pushing like the critical race theory now that are kind of saying separate but equal. So like it didn't work then, it didn't work now, it's unlawful then, it's unlawful now. But there was a time in American history for like 50 years where the highest court in the land upheld what we now look back on with a shame, you know, with shame and embarrassment as a pox on the history of America. And it's because the Supreme Court said something wrong. So don't be fooled by what you're gonna see on the fake news media. If some corrupt courts uphold these vaccine mandates, then the fake news is gonna dig in and do a smear and disinformation campaign about how the courts upheld the mandates, okay? And that's gonna push a lot of people to get the shots even if they now believe that they're unlawful. So this is why I am going to really implore people who are watching this. Yes, it's important to move it through the courts, but the courts are not the be-all and end-all of everything. They are important because we have the rule of law in America, but we've seen in our history that even the highest court in the land has been guilty of upholding something that is clearly discriminatory and unlawful in the past. So if it happens again, that doesn't mean that everyone needs to roll over and take the shot that goes against our freedoms, our God-given rights, and possibly our religious convictions, okay? So like nobody should have to shoot anything into their body that was created with ritually sacrificed babies, okay? So like the Satanic Temple put out several tweets when Texas passed its heartbeat law last week, affirming that the Satanic Temple views abortion as the Satanic abortion ritual, and that indeed they practice ritual sacrifice rituals within the context of legalized abortion. Okay, and then they use those aborted baby parts in experiments and other rituals and blood drinking and selling body parts and making vaccines. And so a lot of this stuff's been caught by Project Veritas and made available on video, um, deals being made between um, health you know, uh, health organizations and Planned Parenthood for the buying and selling of, um, they call them fetal stem cell lines. They're aborted baby parts. There was a person caught the other day, um, her job is to procure baby heads, right? Aborted baby heads to be used in some type of tissue experimentation. It's kind of horrific what's going on, okay? So 
long and the short of it is there's a lot of reasons why somebody would say, fuck no, I don't give a fuck how safe you say that vaccine is. You killed babies to make it and you're not sticking that needle in me. End of story, period. Fuck you. Stick it up your ass. Okay. That's kind of, everyone's got that right. Okay. So in America, you have police across the United States rebelling against the vaccine mandates, which is great. Okay. So I'm going to read a little from the article because then I have to unpack some um, misunderstandings, okay, for people who are watching. So this says COVID-19 is taking out more law enforcement officers than anything else in 2021. Over 157 officers have died of the virus so far this year. I'm going to take issue with that in a second, so stay with me. According to the officer down memorial page, while a report from the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund found COVID-19 to be the leading cause of law enforcement deaths in 2021. The highly contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus is fueling a surge in infections and deaths nationwide, yet significant numbers of police officers are refusing to get vaccinated. Over the weekend, six employees of the LAPD filed a lawsuit against the city over its vaccine mandate claiming it had created a hostile work environment in the department. I love that. An LAPD spokesperson declined to comment on the litigation. Okay, so let me just cut, um, cut away here. Let me see what's coming up next here. I'm gonna change cameras. I'm gonna view what's coming up next. Okay, perfect. That's what I thought was coming up next. So the police and everyone, because of the fake news and the fake media and all of that, is under this false understanding that people are getting vaccinated and then they're getting something called a breakthrough infection that they're actually getting COVID even though they were vaccinated. And what I did yesterday was a show called The Calls Are Coming From The House, okay? And here's a clip from Black Christmas just to remind you what that was all about, okay? Please, Miss Bradford, please just do as I tell you. Okay. I'll get to the No, 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 don't do that, Jess. Yes. The caller is in the house. The calls are coming from the house. Jess! Jess, get up! And don't go up there. Don't shoot the spike proteins, guys. Don't shoot the spikes. The disease is coming from the spikes. The disease is coming from the spikes. The calls are coming from the house. Okay? That's what I'm trying to get across to everyone. So the reason they don't want to get the shots, some people are saying because the shots don't work, you're getting sick anyway. And I'm saying, no, you're getting sick from the shots. It's not some random infection that happens to come through and break through. You're getting sick from the spike proteins, okay? So let me show you how that works, okay? Here is CDC um, (laughs) war criminal, I call her, uh, Dr. Walensky, admitting that the vaccinated people actually are at the highest risk for getting the serious illness, not the unvaccinated, the vaccinated people. The head of the CDC, 
I'm going to show you her telling you this right now, okay? <laughs> reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. Okay, so this is a little more detail on that, okay? So Rochelle Wins Walensky warns of ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement, from the data coming out of Israel. Now, antibody-dependent enhancement, and um, yeah, good job, Greg. Greg's saying he's going to let his job fire him um, and actually spoke to a state house representative. So great, you had political engagement on this issue and you have somebody who represents you, a representative saying to stay in touch with them and, and let them know what's happening with the pushback. That is amazing. And Jane says, the only jab I know is followed by a cross, a hook, an uppercut. All right. I did that wrong, but I read it right, okay? Um, <laughs> there are firemen, B to the G says, who are arsonists who put out the fire, right? So, like, you set the fire, and then you come in with the firefighting skills. Now, if I, I won't go too far off point here. But we learned about this in my five-day deep dive into Freemasonry and Luciferianism, okay, where I went into the Altian Childs, that amazing, immaculate, meticulous presentation of his five-and-a-half-hour video all about the hand signs that they do in Freemasonry and how it showed us all these pictures and slideshows of everyone in power, including Fauci, throwing a sign called the Hidden Hand. And the hidden hand, he puts his hand halfway into his jacket so you can kind of just see the wrist coming out. And they pretend they're adjusting their jacket and then they take it out. But they do it on stage in public and he's been caught doing it several times, okay, in the early days of the pandemic. And the hidden hand is called the hidden hand is the master of the second veil, okay? And that's a Freemasonry thing. And what it means is that with the hidden hand, they create a problem and then with the visible hand, they come in like philanthropists and scientists and they say, hey, we have, a, we have a solution for this. But what they don't tell you is the solution they're offering usually makes them a lot of money and gives them more power. And they had the solution in mind before they created the problem in the first place. So their point was always to shoot these vaccines into everyone. And they had to create this virus using the gain-of-function Wuhan lab stuff um, that Fauci was funding in order to create enough of a virus and a strain that they could say it was different from the flu. This is a very modified flu. And then scare the hell out of everyone using a bunch of different methods by releasing this flu into different parts of the world where there was mostly old people that were going to die soon anyway, and then refusing them the early treatment care that could have prolonged their lives. So they pumped up those death numbers, and then they reported mass waves of death, and they scared the shit out of the whole world. And then they locked us down and told us we can get out with these vaccines. Meanwhile, you had Mickey Willis who is from the yoga community in Santa Monica, and he created this movie called Plandemic, and he interviewed someone who nobody had heard of, who now everybody knows, which is Dr. Judy Mikovits, who blew the lid off of Fauci and said she had worked with him during the AIDS epidemic, and she found Fauci to be a criminal 
and that he was falsifying data and pushing stuff that had profit motives and all kinds of nefarious stuff that she exposed about him. But in addition, she warned us about ADE, antibody dependent enhancement. Apparently there were um, exam, um, I'm sorry, there were tests done on early generations of these mRNA vaccine technology. And when they did the animal tests, okay, let me actually read you from this thing with um, Dr. Walensky, okay? ADE is explained, okay? Let me just read to you the, uh, the stuff you can see here, okay? I talk about ADE and antibody-dependent enhancement a lot on the show, so this will be helpful to spend um, a few minutes on this. According to Robert Malone, MD, he is one of the inventors of the mRNA vaccine technology. Um, he says an adverse side effect that's a dreaded side effect is called ADE, antibody-dependent enhancement, which has been described in animal studies. It is the interaction of your immune system with a virus resulting in death of most of the animals that um, when they got re-exposed to the virus, okay? Obviously, it says this is not a good thing. ADE explained in two types of antibodies. In this scenario, the article says there are two types of antibodies in the experimental animals. The first type is the neutralizing antibodies, and the second type is the enhancing antibodies. The neutralizing antibodies are preferred since they neutralize or completely eliminate the virus from the body. The enhancing antibodies are the problem. Since they enhance entry of the virus into the cells and they enhance the viral replication and severity of the disease. So enhancing antibodies do the exact opposite of the intended effect of the vaccine. Instead of protecting the animal, the vaccine makes the viral disease worse and kills the animal. So that's what antibody-dependent enhancement is. And Dr. Mikovits warned of this, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dr. Peter McCullough, um, Dr. Christiane Northrup. There's been a ton of people who have been warning about this for over a year now. And they basically say, look, you're going to vaccinate these people. It's going to look like in the short term, like it's working. They're going to have more antibodies, but they're going to be those types of neutralizing antibodies. They're not going to be the enhancing ones. And meanwhile, the body is going to basically, when it encounters this uh, wild virus or a variant strain, because strains are always creating mutations and they usually get less and less severe. And if we have natural exposure to them, our bodies do a really good job of recognizing a virus and then protecting us against future mutations of the virus. But what they're finding is when they use these mRNA vaccines and they take the body and they basically tell it, forget this broad thing, just look at this one thing we're telling you to protect against and make like a shit ton of stuff to fight against that one little thing, okay? And then in the short run, it looks like, oh, look how great this is. It totally fights against this thing that we made it for. But what they're not telling you is that in the process of doing that, it's actually killing your broad spectrum immunity. So later when you get exposed to one of those things that you could easily beat, that I'll easily be because I'm unvaccinated, for instance. I'll use myself as an example. I just had this horrible sore throat last week and I beat it in three days. 
completely like it was never even here. It's like, I must be a freak of nature. I must be a freak of nature. I didn't take a vaccine. I didn't take any pharmaceuticals. Amazing, right? All natural stuff. Sunshine, fresh air, <laughs> vitamins. Whoa, like who would think it, right? So you have the CDC director basically said, we're looking at stuff in Israel. It looks like this ADE might be an issue. But then Israel continues to go and vaccinate its entire population. They have over 80% people getting vaccinated and they have one of the highest rates now of hospitalizations. And so what I'm trying to tell people is that the calls are coming from the house, guys. It's like <laughs> you're shooting the spike proteins into you. That's your house. And then you're getting sick from the spike proteins. You're not getting invaded from some external thing. You gave yourself the very thing that is hurting you. And all of the fake discussion about it makes it sound like you got protected against something, but somehow there's this other thing from the outside, from an unvaxxed person even, <laughs> that somehow gets in and invades you even though you're protected and it makes you super sick and then you get sick and you die. How does that make any sense at all? Doesn't it make a lot more sense that they're injecting you with the spike proteins and the spike proteins themselves are making you sick? Um, it sure seems that way if you read the Salk Institute article called The Novel Coronavirus's Spike Protein and how it plays an additional key role in the illness, okay? And I've covered this a lot. And I'm gonna keep covering it because there's the key here. Okay, so this is the article that tells you all about how the spike protein damages heart and lung tissue, and it causes all of the um, side effects that we're seeing, strokes, heart attacks, blood clots, um, mary, uh, pericarditis, myocarditis, um, all of that stuff, death, uh, tremors, all of that stuff. So um, what they try to do in this article is they give you propaganda right at the top. They're telling you what the spike proteins do, but they're also trying to convince people somehow that it's not in the vaccine. So in the first sentence here, they say scientists have known for a while that the spike proteins help the virus infect its coast host by latching onto healthy cells. And then it says a major new study shows that the virus spike proteins and then it says, which behave very differently than those safely encoded by, by vaccines also play a key role in the disease itself. So they're telling you everything the spike protein does to damage you. Then they're telling you that the studies they've seen show that the spike protein, even without the virus, with a fake virus, a pseudovirus, they call it a placebo virus, just the spike protein itself causes heart damage, lung damage, tissue damage, blood clotting, all this stuff. But then they tell you in that article, but the spike proteins in the vaccine don't work like this. But yet the people who are getting the vaccines are all getting these effects, okay? So when I did my spike protein boot camp um, episode, okay, which is my highest viewed thing, which is great. People are watching this now. Um, and I'm really happy about that. And I'm going to do another one pretty soon. Um, 
I went into this Salk article in detail because it's really important to parse the propaganda and to show examples of people having these um, impacts. I'm not going to show those today, but I showed a bunch of stuff there. Tremors and complaints about different, um, different spike protein related injuries. Okay. And then um, let me see. I've got comments. I haven't been good at putting up the comments, but I'm going to keep doing this. <laughs> I'll get back to the comments. I'll loop back, okay? Keep the comments coming in, you guys. So um, on VARES, we have almost, uh, I'm looking at this number. How many deaths? 14,506 COVID vaccine reported deaths, okay? 23,000 total reported deaths. So according to the reporting system of the United States called VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, in the entire history of that website, there's been 23,000 people who were reported to have died from vaccines. More than half of them, a lot more than half, 14 and a half thousand, so a lot more than 50%, have died just in the last few months from this COVID vaccine. And it's crazy because when we had a vaccine that killed 25 people in the past, they, they canceled the whole vaccine program worldwide. And yet we have 15,000 reported deaths in America alone. And a report just came out of London that I don't have um, pulled up here today, that there are as many as 80,000 deaths or 30,000 deaths, sorry, that they think happened in the UK alone and over 80,000 injuries. Um, so when I said I would prove to you that the CDC knew what these impacts were going to be before they released the vaccine, this is from the CDC website. You can see up there, um, you can see, oh, I can't make that bigger up there, but you can see it's from cdc.gov. Okay, and this is an FDA CDC joint meeting. And these are slides talking about monitoring the COVID-19 vaccine safety and effectiveness. And this was from October 30th of 2020 before the vaccines came out. And they wanna talk about how they're gonna surveil the effects. And they say, okay, we'll look at the VAR system. And that management is shared by the CDC and the FDA. So whatever the fake news tells you, like don't believe the VAERS system, but the CDC and the FDA are responsible for maintaining it. So it's the best that we have for reporting of this stuff. And it's like, we do think they're hiding deaths and that 15,000 number we think is way higher, way higher. But even they can't hide the 15,000 is what I'm saying. So we have to take that seriously. VAERS is co-managed by the FDA and the CDC. So the same people that are telling you the vaccines are safe had a meeting before the vaccines came out and they talked about all the things that could happen to you and that they needed to keep an eye on it. And so I don't think they were very clear with people, here's the slide I'm looking at, that they knew exactly what was gonna happen, okay? So we're looking at Jillian Barr syndrome. This is the FDA safety surveillance of COVID-19 vaccines. It's a draft. This was on their slide. It's still on their website today. I'm showing it to you from their website. I didn't even download it. 
We're on CDC.gov, okay? This is the real deal, okay? October 2020, they knew. Jillian Barr, acute disseminated encephalomyelitis. All of the myelin-related diseases, myelitis, meningitis, encephalitis, those are all brain diseases and diseases of the myelin sheath. The myelin sheath is like the housing, the um, shielding, like the shielding around wires, like around a coaxial cable, and there's nice shielding around that. The myelin sheath is that for our nervous system, and it lets our nervous system stay protected and um, lets the nerves travel from the brain to the other parts of the bodies, right? Um, And so look at all of these things, convulsions, seizures, stroke, um, anaphylaxis, myocarditis, I'm not even reading them all, autoimmune disease, that's the antibody-dependent enhancement, deaths, top right, deaths, pregnancy and birth outcomes. Four out of five women who've gotten these shots have lost their babies in spontaneous abortions, okay? In the Nazi era, they injected pregnant women with cement and with horrible toxins, and they would say just to see what happens. And of course, the mother and baby died every time. And so now they're killing pregnant women's babies and they're making the women permanently infertile. The uteruses are dropping out of people. Um, even unvaccinated women have reported incredible, intense menstrual bleeding just from being around vaccinated people. And then the fake news is telling us it's the other way around. They're saying the unvaccinated are endangering the vaccinated. And it's actually all the evidence shows it's the opposite. It's the vaccinated people who are making the unvaccinated people sick. So look at all of these stuff that they knew was gonna happen, okay? And then um, Cubella says, it's crazy that they don't consider you fully vaccinated until 14 days post the second jab. And 80% of the deaths happened during that limbo period. I'm so glad you said that. And we met on Twitter because I was just talking yesterday and the day before about this dude on Twitter. I don't know. I never know if anyone's real who doesn't have a real picture and use their real name or whatever. So I don't put a lot of time into my Twitter fights. But the people who are pushing the vax, the fake propaganda, that it's all of the vaccinated It's the unvaccinated people that are sick in the hospital and dying. And I'm like, yeah, if you believe the CDC's fake concocted definition of vaccinated so that you get your shots, but for the first two weeks, somehow you're not vaccinated and then you die in those first two weeks, which is where most people are dying in those first two weeks. And they're calling them unvaccinated because it's been within two weeks. It's so nefarious and evil and it's completely twisted. It's like a truly unvaxxed person never got the needle. But they're saying if you get the needle and then something happens to you right away within those two weeks, then you were unvaccinated. And then fucking people are so stupid, they believe it. And it's like, oh my God. It's like, if people, this is the thing. <laughs> and I don't have, the, I'm going to do a masks boot camp, you know, but we're on vaccine mandates now. So I just skip over the mask. The masks were the indoctrination. And so, and it was also the dumbing down. So I, I kept trying to tell people last year, if you wear masks, you're hurting yourself. And now there's science out there that plenty that shows you rebreathing and you're getting too much carbon dioxide hypoxia, you're not getting enough oxygen, you're gonna hurt your brain cells. 
So I'm basically telling people, if you believed them about the masks last year, then you were putting yourself in a position where you're being indoctrinated into a um, authoritarianism way of life and they're using the masks as their kind of foot in the door, okay? And if you go along with that, you're not only helping usher in this totalitarianism, they want to push this great reset, but you're going to hurt your own brain. And now, a year later, I can definitively say, if you've been wearing a mask for the last year, and like, I was amazed yesterday out on my bike outdoors, I'm seeing people again it seemed to stop for a while now i'm seeing it again and even down at the beach this is freaking me out seeing people at the beach riding their bike on the bike path alone wearing a mask and i'm like if you're wearing a mask now after everything we know after everyone who spoke out against it after all the studies that have come out since proving us all right and if you're still wearing a mask you are brain damaged you are literally brain damaged. You have damaged your brain from a year of wearing the mask, and now you're walking around brain damaged. And you're hurting yourself more, but you're already brain damaged. So that's what we're seeing is people who are brain damaged going around following these weird edicts and already involved in pushing other people to try to get them. So thank God we have people like Nicki Minaj that are pushing back. Um, so meanwhile... You've got study out of Johns Hopkins that was scrubbed from the internet as soon as it came on. And now it's on the Wayback Machine, okay? And this was showing that um, the death rate remained the same in 2020 when they looked at deaths from all causes combined, okay? So that's what this chart looked like this. It's on the Wayback Machine, okay? So... Um, let me get out of the way here. And this chart, you see the orange stripe and the yellow stripe going across. That shows the percentage of total deaths per age category. And it basically showed that they said there was a half a million deaths from COVID, 600,000 deaths. But if you looked at all the deaths from all the causes every all through the years, you realize that there were really no more deaths in 2020. They just moved all the other columns, okay? So um, it looked like this, you guys, okay? Am I out of the way here? Yeah. Every year, there's about 30 million cases of the flu. But in 2020, and so far in 2021, there's only like under 2,000 or just about 2,000. So like, What's the difference between 2,000 and 30 million? Or like in 2017, there were 45 million cases. So if you took 45 million and you subtracted 1,800, okay, let's round it up to 2,000, you would get 44,998,000, okay, cases of the flu. So somehow... In, yeah, this comes from Dave's um, X22 report, x22report.com, uh, okay? And he does a great daily podcast. He also does an economic forecast talking about the central bank and the collapse and kind of how that drives all of this. When a, when a society's economy collapses, when their, um, when their dollar collapses, 
then their society collapses, okay? So whatever they call their dollar, you know, when their money collapses and they can't pay anymore, um, it's the beginning of the end, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna basically say, um, let's stay on point today, okay? So um, yeah, the economy collapse is driving the vaccine holocaust, the depopulation campaign, all of this stuff. Um, but let's stay on point for COVID shots today, okay? So the reason I'm showing you this, and you have a lot of fake news, see how it says the content related to this URL has been updated since it's archive. You can see it. If you click on that, you'll see propaganda, which is after they published this article, which was a raw study, and then they realized, oh shit, this completely undoes our narrative. We have to do damage control. They then pulled the original article, updated it with propaganda. Just like the Salk stuff that I showed you that tries to claim that the spikes in the shots have been safely encoded. There's no such thing because the people having all of those uh, impacts, like I showed you on the slide, it, if it's not coming from the spikes, where are they coming from? They're clearly coming from the spikes. There's too much correlation to deny the causation at this point. So in this propaganda for the Johns Hopkins studies, they're telling you that somehow there were excess deaths and you're not looking at the chart right. And it basically goes to this, you know, don't believe your lying eyes, believe what we tell you instead. So that reminds me of this great clip from the end of The Wizard of Oz where they're basically like... Uh, Besides the great Oz, you ungrateful creatures, think yourselves lucky that I'm giving you audience tomorrow instead of 20 years from now. Oh. The great Oz has spoken. Oh. <laughs> Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The great Oz has spoken. Who are you? Oh, I, I, I am the great and powerful Wizard of Oz. <laughs> okay, so basically the entire mainstream media is like that, okay, at this point. And it's so laughable that everything they tell us is false. Literally everything they tell us is false. So when they say up, it's down, okay? And that reminds me, I just want to show you this um, clip again from Mike Adams' podcast the other day where we're looking at this secret hospital meeting where they're concocting ways they can lie to us so they can scare us more, okay? That's what kind of what they're doing is what the wizard was doing through the whole Wizard of Oz. So let me just remind you what was going on here. COVID, but we're not counting in those numbers. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital. So is that all the people who have been in the hospital since the beginning of COVID? Well, or that are still in it. And that's something that I can take to someone else. But I think those are important numbers. The patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. Okay. Carolyn, we call those... I'm sorry, we, we're calling those recovered now. If you look at yeah. the Navant Health dashboard, they're listed as recovered. But I do think it, from our standpoint, we would still consider them a COVID patient because they're still healing. Yeah. So I think that that needs to be highlighted as well. Yeah. Because once they're off isolation, they drop from the COVID numbers. That's exactly right. 
Callan, we can talk offline and yeah. how we run that up to marketing. And- right. So I'm just going to say, Callan, I think we have to be more blunt. We have to be more forceful. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated. You know, you're going to die. I mean, let's just let's just be really blunt to these people. Okay. So this is how much hospitals have abandoned their oath to first do no harm. I think everyone who works in a hospital has to take that medical oath, right? First do no harm is the Hippocratic Earth. And so basically, um, oh my God, that's so funny, right? I don't know why masks, like, <laughs> I, I have been the first to admit, people said um, a lot of people have Trump derangement syndrome. I definitely have mask derangement syndrome. When I see people wearing masks outside, I know that they're insane. And I know that they're, they're brain damaged. And so when you see people riding the bike alone with the face covered up or running with the mask, I'm like, didn't you see the videos of the runners collapsing from wearing masks and rebreathing their own carbon dioxide? What is wrong with you? And like people like on a kayak in a boat rowing, that's just crazy. Yeah, and Jane, he absolutely said, he said, we can talk about it offline, how we can run that up to marketing. That's exactly what he said. And um, it showed, um, hold on, Greg's talking, the book was written to show that gold was real. What were you comparing? I, I, this is my, I have to try to set these comments from now on that they automatically post, because when I have to post them, and I don't post them right when they come in. I know when you commented, whatever you said there must have been something I was talking about. Now that it's a minute or two later, I have no recollection. Um, but let's do some comments. Let's take a break and throw some comments up here. So Melissa, hey Melissa, says a doctor on another show was an OBGYN, said she's seen babies young as six months menstruating from the mom's vaccine. Um, Cubella said it's called a self-evicting uterus. That's happened a lot, right? Their uterus are like dropping out. Um, and let's see. Jane says, Judy, Mikovits and Carrie Mullis, both adversaries of Fauci, only one left to bring them down and the will of the people. Yeah, it's um, Carrie Mullis. Um, I have a bunch of video of him. I didn't pull it up for this, but basically talking about the PCR scam, he invented PCR and he was saying he invented PCR and it kind of proves the Buddhist thing. He says that everything is connected to everything because he said PCR is invented so they could do gene mapping and gene expression. It wasn't invented to test viruses. And he said it's not invented. It doesn't quantify anything. Can't tell you how much of a viral load you have. It also can't distinguish anything. It can't distinguish whether you have um a COVID virus or dead nucleotide or a pre-programmed sequence. All it can do, he said, is blow something really small up so large that you could then find anything you want to find in there. And so um, he's like, I don't know why it's being used for evaluating whether anyone has any illness because it's not made to do that. So um, he, of course, died of mysterious causes not long after he started talking out about that. Um, and so let me go back to the presentation, okay? Um, it turns out that an article coming out of vaccineliberationarmy.com, um, 
this was on September 11th, and it talks about the Fauci hospital protocol and a remdesivir study that shows that remdesivir is actually killing patients. And so it said, while banning hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, Fauci, the NIH, the CDC mandates that hospitals must use the remdesivir protocol, the drug said to have been effective for Ebola when reading the Ebola study on the CDC website reveals that it killed many of their subjects. Contaminated swabs, remdesivir protocol, faulty PCR tests at high cycles. That means over 35 cycles, it brings back false positives. And all the testing done in 2020 was like done at 40 cycles and higher. So almost 100% of the so-called COVID cases reported in 2020 were faulty. Um, And the CDC canceled the PCR testing effective the end of this year because it doesn't tell the difference between flu and COVID. The whole thing is a scam and it's driving the entire Great Reset and pandemic lockdowns and all of this stuff. Um, And Jane is saying something about um, midazolam in the UK for the old folks in care homes. I just read an article about that this morning. That was very similar, you're right, to this remdesivir study because it said that in the UK they killed a lot of people with that midazolam. And so it's really alarming because meanwhile you've got the FDA telling people why you should not use ivermectin to treat or prevent COVID-19 while you have India, the largest state called Uttar Pradesh, which you may have never heard of, but there's 240 million people living in Uttar Pradesh. So in America, we have 370 something million people maybe, right? So it's two thirds the size of the United States and they have no COVID cases because they've given everyone ivermectin, okay? And so you have the largest country in the world, one of them outside of America, with no COVID problem because they're using ivermectin. And then you have the American FDA and the CDC and the fake news on a full slash and burn campaign saying, don't use ivermectin. And then you have other studies saying, you know, the things they are telling us do remdesivir here, my midazolam in the UK. The things that the health organizations are pushing in the Western countries are actually killing people And they're telling you not to use the things that the Eastern countries are using and keeping people alive, okay? And then you have in African countries, they're also using ivermectin. And they have, um, you know, and yeah, fact checkers say ivermectin is horse deworming. It is horse deworming, but deworming is also viral killing. And so they've given ivermectin. And because we don't even know if COVID is just a rebranded flu, it actually seems like ivermectin and works on the flu. So there's a lot of amazing research coming out about ivermectin, but in our country, they're trying to tell you that using it is dangerous. So they're pushing the things that kill people. The media is only reporting the things that kill people. They're hiding the things that save us. Other countries are using them, but our media isn't telling them about it. And so... My friends, this is where I'm coming from on this, where we have to make um, our best judgment as to what their goal might be, okay, in pushing this massive 
campaign to get a needle into everyone's arm, okay? So that brings me to this video I wanna show you, which is two minutes long. I've shown it before, but I'm gonna show it again. This is a 100-year-old cartoon about basically what's happening now in the world that was warned to us 100 years ago. And I want you to pay very close attention um, to what you're about to see, okay? How to take over the world, okay? inject a vaccine to sterilize the work shy and euthanize the old. Hundred years ago, guys. Okay, to own you. All right, you guys. Um, so I'm the guy who likes to look at indicators, okay? And say, yeah, we're never sure we know something. And when the powers that be, you know, the people with the levers, like the, the Wizard of Oz, the people who control the media and academia and the peer-reviewed sciences and all of the health organizations and the schools, okay? When the money has um, centralized and it's the same small group of people kind of funding everything and owning everything, and those same people are on the record for many, many years talking about the biggest threat in the world is overpopulation, then you have to ask the question, is it that crazy to think that they might try to have an orchestrated campaign to depopulate the planet? They talk about it in their world economic forums all the time. They say we have too many people, there's not enough resources. At the same time, they're choking the supply chain, they stop the trains, they stop the trucks, like a lot of um, the prices are starting to go through the roof. It's going to be hard to get food soon. Um, they're trying to push this massive collapse so they could come in 
again, with the solution of their digital currency and their new world government and say, you know, we're going to be able to keep everyone safe and keep the economy stable and all that stuff. But what they're really trying to do is get control over all the money that everyone has and be able to monitor it so they could know everything that you're spending and everything that you're bringing in and they can control you and they could take from you and they can make you pay them and they can actually stop you from being able to get paid if you don't do what they say, you don't get the eighth or ninth booster shot or whatever. So um, here's what it looks like when the people who should be protecting your rights are coming after you. Peter, the White House wants to make at-home testing more widely available. Hey, show some respect. Break the rules. Here we go. Who refuse to mask up. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay. And by the way, show some respect. And Peter, the White Okay. So here, president, fake President Biden, um, <laughs> how's this for respect? You can take your vaccine your fake vaccine that's not a real vaccine, your gene therapy, you can take your spike proteins, you can take your needles, you can take your stupid ass mask mandates, you can take your fake science and your lockdowns and your threats over the American people and you can shove them all up your fucking ass, you fucking piece of shit. How do you like that for respect, okay? Shove it up your fucking ass, asshole, okay? That's what I have to say to you, fake President Biden. You know what? Your son, Bo, was my fraternity brother. And he was a nice fucking guy. And he probably didn't know that when he died, his own brother was going to fuck his wife and sexually abuse his daughter. And his father was fucking on the take with China. Okay? Maybe he got brain cancer from fucking knowing that shit and not able to deal with it. So fuck you, asshole. Fuck you. Take your fucking vaccine and shove it up your fucking ass. Because you're not the real president. You didn't fucking win the election. You don't belong in there. And you don't have the right to do what the fuck you're doing. And most people don't have the constitution to stand up to you. And they're fucking rolling over and putting this needle in their arm. Right? And they're getting hurt from it and killed from it. And it's your fucking fault. And the puppet masters, the fucking Klaus Schwab's and the fucking everyone in his young leadership program. And that includes the fake rhinos like Dan Crenshaw. Includes the fake fucking independent Democrats like Tulsi Gabbard. They're all in it fucking together. And Alicia Garza, the BLM girl. Klaus Schwab's puppet. They're all the fucking globalist puppets trying to push this move towards the one world government and get everyone injected with these vaccines so they can kill some people and enslave the rest of us and weaken our immune systems and make us dependent on the government. And you say, show some respect. You show some fucking respect, you piece of shit. Show some respect for your own fucking citizens. Fuck you, Biden. Fuck you, Biden. Okay. And you're not even the fucking president, but how fucking dare you stand there and tell the world to have respect. Respect gets earned, motherfucker, and you haven't earned any respect from anyone, and that's why no one fucking respects you, and that's why you can't fill a fucking stadium, a schoolyard. Everyone fucking hates you and laughs at you. So fuck you and take your mandates and shove them up your fucking ass, okay? How's that for respect? Is that good? Is that, am I showing good respect for the president? America's in distress, 
okay? America's in distress, okay? That's why the flag's upside down, and that's why all this shit, okay? So, all right. All right. I got, all right. I'm doing okay with you guys. Thank you so much. I love this. I love that you guys like where I'm coming from on this, because I am being, I try to actually keep it cool, and I just can't anymore. I can't anymore. And when he comes out and tries to say, have some respect, fuck you. You fucking show some respect. He's been the least respectful person and he lied to everyone, okay? So I would imagine most of the people watching the show didn't vote for him. And most of the country didn't vote for him. He's like fucking lied and stole and cheated his way in there. And if he didn't have mainstream media running cover for him and social media censoring everyone who talks about it and all the fucking idiots on TV using the propaganda from communism called the big lie. And they literally say that word, the big lie. It was like, that was what the communists did. You so stupid. You mainstream media people think we don't fucking know what the big lie is. The big lie is what you're doing every time you say the big lie and try to make people think that it's the truth seekers and truth tellers that are telling the lie. Everyone knows. You guys are a fucking joke. All right, so I wasn't gonna do this today. I was just gonna bring you through the boot camp, but we're at the end. We're at the end. So now, hey, show me that funny video link you sent. Hold on a minute. Now I've got room for for Jane. Um, oh, the only thing is, Jane. Let me see if I can copy this. I can't. I can't with the software I'm using. I can't click on that link. Well, let me see though. Hold on a minute. I think I have a solution, you guys. And go on to my own website, and I might be able to find that chat. Oh, but maybe you're not chatting in from um, nope. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the best laid plans, you guys. Yeah, I'm not seeing you. Oh, because you're not chatting in um, from Twitch, I guess. Well, all right. Send that to me in an email, Jane. Respond to my email and I will click that link and I'll feature it in the next show or something like that, okay? So, um, all right, so that's it, you guys. I mean, I've got, um, oh, wait, hold on. Cubella, you got a fraudulent China-printed ballot and you weren't able to vote. So when you went and did you try to vote in person and they told you you had already voted or did you send it in? Um, <laughs> That's what you get for registering Republican on Facebook. That is so funny. I registered as a independent and I was Republican for like five seconds. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't because they might discriminate against me. Show up at my door, put me on the hit list. <laughs> you know, they're keeping one. Um So that's about it, you guys. I showed you all the tabs I had to show you. Um I hope that was helpful. I wanted to... Um, I wanted to, uh, wait, hold on. I didn't want them to take it from me. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Got it. Okay. Awesome. I'm hoping that there's going to be pushes for, um, election audits in all 50 States and in all the counties. I really feel like the Newsom recall was rigged, um, Obviously, throughout history, everyone who's lost an election has always said it was rigged, okay? I do recognize that, but there's way too much evidence and indicators that it actually is rigged, and most elections are rigged, okay? Um, 
Yeah, Jane. And if you're, I think you're on my email list. If you're not, just make sure you're on my email list. And if you don't have any from me, you'll get one tonight um, when I send out today's show. So, um, yeah, uh, Kibella says, I posted a video on Facebook was my eight-year-old account was deleted within 20 minutes of posting it. They came after me for a post that was a year old and banned me for a month. That's why I'm like, I'm not going to put that much effort into these Facebook things anymore. There's a lot of people who seem to only watch me on Facebook. And thankfully, a bunch of you have come over to these other platforms. But there are so many people, and I've been through so many rounds of censorship, I really don't get it. I think it has to do with the cognitive dissonance and the indoctrination of people who are so used to being on these platforms and they're addicted to them because of the dopamine rewards that they get from like, I went into that yesterday, how the apps are designed to be addictive like slot machines. So when you get your, you know, the likes and the hearts that go across the page, it releases a flood of dopamine in your brain. And then you get addicted to that. So you keep going back to the device looking for those reactions on Instagram and Facebook. That's why the other day I covered this story about how Instagram was making people depressed and suicidal. Um, Because you get addicted to these dopamine rewards if you don't get them. And then you see all these other pretty people and they get lots of them. It makes you feel like nothing, right? And so that's why... um, (laughs) It's just so insidious, everything that's going on. So I've been trying to pull people off these platforms for like the last two years. I'm like, hey, you guys, if you like my show, come find me here, here, here. Come to eventalks.com. I made it as easy as I can. And I still notice that if I'm not streaming on Facebook, there are certain people. And I love it when they're on the show and they always engage when they're here. And they just won't leave Facebook. So when I'm not there, and I keep saying every day, hey, If you're on Facebook and you're not seeing me live, don't think that I'm not streaming. You should take that as an indicator that I'm not allowed. And you got to come find me on my website and join one of the other platforms. And it's like talking to a wall. And it's like, I don't know how to reach the most people that are in my audience. It's so frustrating. So I really thank my new audience. Everyone who's here is new. Um... Podbean, I've never even heard of, so I'd love to talk with you about that. Uh, um, we could talk on Twitter about that. I am um, really interested in learning about it. I'm trying to like engage on the platforms where I'm going to find the right people, and they're going to like what I do, and it kind of will help me grow. Um, it's been slow and sure and steady, and it's been really humbling experience, and I'm really grateful to the audience that has found me, especially the people who are, you know, writing back to me on my emails and telling me where you're coming from and where you found me and what I'm doing that's working for you. Cause I really like to know that that really helps me know what I'm doing right. So I can do more of it. And that's it for the week. So, um, I'm gonna, Oh my God, you have a podcast. I can't wait to hear it. Cause I obviously like your opinions. Um, and on DLive, what is up, my DLive peeps? I have not been um, shouting out to my DLive peeps. And I really love my DLive peeps. I just have been, I'm so stressed for time all the time. Like, I love to do this show, but I have a roommate, so there's TV on, and there's only certain hours during the day and the night that I have quiet and I'm able to really research and get my stuff together for the show. It tends to happen between 12 noon and 2 p.m., 
every day. And then after the show, I spend most of my night kind of encoding and uploading the show to the different platforms and getting my emails together. That's also when I leave the house. I try to ride uh, my bike and get to the beach if there's enough time to put my feet in the sand or else just ride somewhere around so I can get some sunshine and exercise. But that tends to be my day. It's like from, you know, from like 9 a.m. to noon, I'm kind of just dicking around waiting for my roommates to turn the TV off and go to work. And then from 12 to 2, I'm racing to get all the tabs together and whatever I didn't have that morning. Sometimes I'm in my bedroom listening to podcasts and doing some research in the morning, but it's like I like to get up and get out of my room, you know, move around a little bit. And so I'm just keeping it real with everybody, let you know what my whole day is like. And then I do the show and here I am. And then after the show, I have to do the encoding and the uploading. And that's when I go and exercise and I come back and I eat. And then I'm watching TV again with the roommate on weeknights and I'm putting my emails together and getting those out. So there's a whole bunch of other stuff I would love to do that hopefully as the audience grows and I start to monetize and I can bring in resources, I can either help more people or I can, you know, get a place eventually without a roommate. But it's like I'm happy here right now and I like my roommate so we have good conversations it keeps my mind open and stuff like that so I'm not really looking to move unless I'm getting out of Los Angeles which I kind of would love to do but it also looks like there's all these targetings that are happening of the red states so just a year ago it seemed like a great idea would be to leave California and move to a red state and now it looks like they're hitting red states with weather weapons and with food shortages going to hit there earlier. And like, there's so much stuff, not to mention the COVID death camps that I didn't even get into today. That's CDC green zones. And they're trying to push all over the place. So let's wrap it up to say the best news of the day, besides the fact that we're seeing people from different sectors all over the country pushing back. Okay. Um, Ooh, I really want to hear about um, Arizona, okay? Because I, I know it's beautiful there and it's more red state, but I also know that they're shipping illegal immigrants there and they're really trying to turn all the swing states and all these places against. And um, it would be nice to do a full state-by-state -state review one of these days and kind of see who's running the state, who's running the cities, what kind of job are they doing, maybe talk to people in each place and see how they like living where they live and do some kind of exploration of like, where's a great place for awakened independent thinkers and free thinkers to live. Although as soon as that gets on the map, it'll become a target for the deep state and all of that other shit. So it's very interesting times we're living in and it keeps bringing me back to the one thing, and I'll close on this, that we can all do in our own time, in our own way, ourselves or bound together with friends and, or whatever is develop and deepen our personal relationship with God. Okay. And I love to talk about God because the world is being run by demon spawn and it's part of this massive war against God. And I never really believed it. I was always one of the Jews and yogis who kind of laughed at the war on Christmas and thought that, you know, people were being alarmist and stuff. But then after kind of an almost a whole year of lockdowns that I already knew were unconstitutional and based on stuff that um, wasn't based in science. 
then our tyrant Governor Newsom announced out of the blue, it seemed one day, that he was making church singing illegal. And that was one of those things where like, you know those TV shows or whatever where someone says something and then the person across the room, they like snap their head and then you hear like the record scratching sound effect sound like and everything grinds to a halt. Like that's what happened to me literally that day when I heard him say that church worship and choir singing was a threat to public health and needed to be banned. And then strip clubs and liquor stores and weed stores were essential businesses. Don't get me wrong, I was very happy that the weed stores were deemed essential because I'm a cannabis user, it's way better than pharmaceuticals. But church singing, I was like, no, that, there's no explanation for that other than there's a war on God and that everything the Christians have been saying is true. It like literally, like there's no other example. What's that Arthur Conan Doyle quote? from Sherlock Holmes that like, once you've exhausted all of the probable explanations for something and the only thing left is the improbable or the impossible, then that must be the truth because you've exhausted everything else. So what happened to me was the eyes came open, the veil was lifted and I was like, there is a war on God because that there's no other reason to ban church singing. Who is that hurting? It's joy spreading. And so, like, he basically said joy spreading and love of God and love of eternal is dangerous. And I was like, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, oh, yay, right? <laughs> I'm always happy to meet another 420 buddy. <laughs> so what happens when the government declares war on God? That's where the citizens go back to God and say, fuck the government, right? The government didn't give us our rights. God gave us our rights. God gave us our lives, gave us the universe, created everything in it, gave us free will so that we can even flip God the bird. And a lot of people do, but look where that's brought us. So that's where I'm coming from. That's why I talk about God. When I ask God what to do, what I could do to help, and I'm no perfect person. I was like, I don't know how I can help because I've made so many mistakes. I've committed, even as a Jew and a yogi who never really believed in the whole thing about sin, although there are the Ten Commandments, um, I was kind of like, okay, I know <laughs> I've lived in a lot of iniquity in my life. I've done a lot of stuff that's against the Ten Commandments. So I don't think I'm worthy, but I recognize that there's a war on God. So if you need a soldier, God, Sign me up because I'm definitely on your side. I'm not on the demon side. So I may be late to the party, but what can I do? Here I am. And it was kind of like that, you know, and God talked to me back in a, you know, God works in mysterious ways, but talked to me in a few days, dropping little song things in my head. And because I'm a musician, a songwriter, and so talked to me in music in my own language. And what I got out of it was like, I think he's trying to tell me to come to Jesus. And I'm like, God, super Jew here. Are you telling me <laughs> to come to Jesus? What's up? And he's basically like, dude, he didn't call me dude, but he's like, you asked me how to help. I'm telling you what to do. Come to Jesus and then you can help. And I really heard 
that. I heard it. So I went to get a Bible. I didn't have one. I had to order one. I found one with the biggest print. I'm looking for it. It's in my other room. I found one with the biggest print. So I wouldn't need to squint my eyes and I could flip the pages and stuff. Got the King James Version. And I read the book of John first. And that's the one that just spoke to me. And I was like, oh, that's what happened. So I'm going to leave you with this. I talked a long time about it yesterday in my God talk. So if you want to know what I think in detail about the book of John and being a Jew and a yogi for Jesus and stuff, um, yesterday's closing comments, you can go back and watch those. And I really expounded. And then the day before I did another talk on God and I called that zeros and ones. And so two days ago in the show, you can go in the timestamp directories on Rumble underneath the videos and you can look for the God talk and it'll tell you where to skip to and you can do that. So in short, I just want to say, um, if you have time this weekend or you want to make time this weekend, I highly recommend that you find out what happened by reading the book of John. Okay. Read it out loud to yourself and you'll have the best experience with that. Okay. So, um, that's about it, you guys. I, um, I'm done with my spiel. I've made my pitch. I've talked about Jesus and God and why. I have given testimony witness. Um, if there's any more questions, input, or anything from anybody, feel free to throw it up there now, and I'll put it on screen. Otherwise, I'll just say we'll come back on Monday. I'll definitely do a mind map this weekend, um, and I'll go through the new mind map on Monday. And I'll also send out in my emails on Monday all my old mind maps as well. Um, and so I think it'll be a good review to kind of look at the landscape again. Um, everyone have a great weekend. Thank you so much, Jane. And thank you guys for being here. Um, read the Bible. Be careful wherever you go. If you go to any events that are related to um, patriotism, vaccine mandate protests, Second Amendment um, support, any of that stuff, be careful of um, FBI false flags. They're looking for patriots to blame stuff on and hang stuff on. So if you go to any mass protests, um, I would advise don't go armed. Don't even bring pepper spray. Um, take your cameras with you wherever you go. And if you're in crowds, film everything. Because God forbid anything happens, you want documentary evidence of what was happening and what you were doing and all of that stuff. Um, so yeah, beware of false flags and um, super happy to have found you too. And thank you so much, by the way, um, just engaged with you this morning and told you about the show and you listen to my song, which I really appreciate. And here you are on my show. And I just, um, I'm so glad to have you here and to know you. So I look forward to knowing you better. And all of you guys that are here watching my show, don't hesitate to respond back to any of my emails and talk to me personally. Cause like I'm starting this from scratch. You know what I mean? Like it's a couple hundred on the email list now. It's pretty small still. And I'm still able to talk to people individually. So um, it's my, you know, dream to grow a big audience, but it's like person by person getting the right people in here who are awake to what's happening and want to be with other people who are talking about it in like the real way. Right. And so it's really important. We band together and we form this community because 
as they're trying to ostracize us and demonize us and all of that, isolate us and all of that, the more we can come together, find each other, find ways to communicate, socialize, even work together because they're going to freeze us out of the economy and all that stuff is um, really important for us now. And that's how we're going to survive all of this darkness and all this craziness that's coming down our way. Um, so um, thank you guys for being here. I just adore you guys. I love coming here and being here and engaging with you guys. And when the comments are lighting up like this on the live stream, on the live chat, um, I just know that we're alive, we're here, we're thinking, and we care. So being with people who care for me is the most special thing in the world. I spent almost a year last year in silence and depression, just kind of bullied out of talking when I spoke up too soon and just kind of living life and seeing how it happened. And when I started this up again this June, it took me so long to catch my groove and find my comfort. If you go back and look at some of the early stuff, they're all cool, but I'm just realizing like I'm just starting to loosen up and feel like I'm catching my groove and just being here with you guys every day is really helpful to that. Um, so I want to wish you guys a great weekend too. And thank you so much, Don. Thank you, Cubella. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, BG. Thank you, Greg. Um, I hope I didn't miss anybody else that was here. Don, for sure. I think I already said that. And me, I'm Evan J. And I'll be back here Monday at three and we'll do it all over again. So have a beautiful weekend and thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon.